Good morning, everybody. Dr. Rick Wallace here dropping in on you. I hope that uh, you've gotten your week off to a good start. We're here on Tuesday. This is a mindful Tuesday. We're going to talk about mindset. We're going to do it in somewhat of an indirect way where the focus won't be in talking specifically about mindset, but literally discussing the mindset. And, and that may not make sense, but I think once I get into this, I think you'll get where I'm going with this. I want to encourage you to look in the description box. Um, there are links to a couple of books, my last two books, books, books number 20 and 21, which are also uh, books one and two of a six book series on personal development, personal in, in, uh, improvement, development, growth, uh, how to get yourself to the next level. Uh, I'm excited about where this series is going to go and what it will do for years to come. Um, and there's also, um, you know, a couple of other courses in there that you can enroll in. And there's also a way that you can get the ball, ball rolling to work with me on a one-on-one -on -one capacity. Uh, I, like I said, I have a couple of slots um, that I would love to fill, and I would love for you guys to have access to it before it goes out to the general public. Um, Ursula, hey, uh, how's it going? I hope everything's been good. You haven't seen you in a while. Uh, but what I want to talk about today is uh, some core elements of success. And I want to talk about it from two different perspectives. I want to talk about it from uh, the intent and the relentlessness and the push through in which you ultimately achieve and experience the success that you desire. And I want to talk about the inevitable, those times where you fall back, have setbacks, stumble, make a bad decision, uh, have other people throw roadblocks in front of you and experience uh, delay. That's all a part of the process, uh, but you have to be prepared for it. Uh, it's easy to roll with things when things are rolling smoothly, uh, but where you're going to really truly make hay, uh, where you're truly going to see the greatest advances, the greatest uh, accomplishments is when things are not going smooth and you still stand in, you still remain committed, you still work on your craft, work on your goal, work on your vision, work on your dreams. Good morning. Good morning. Um, it's it's so important to understand that this isn't about a one hit uh, homer. Uh, this isn't about knocking the ball out of the park. This is about consistently waking up and putting in the work, consistently waking up with a specific intention of what you're going to get accomplished that day, specifically waking up and establishing a heart of gratitude before you even roll out of the bed, establishing a mindset that you are prepared for whatever you're going to face today so that it doesn't knock you off your heels and take you out of the game. You're not going to circumvent the struggles of life. You're not going to eased by the vicissitudes of life. Unexpected change is a part of the process. It's a part of life. So we're going to talk about both of those. But like I said, uh, I have a few slots. I would love to work with a couple of you. The information is in there to get you started. But also, if you want the books, uh, books number 2021, I'm going to tell you a little story and I'm going to kick this whole thing off with this story. I was uh, 
working with a client yesterday. I have a client that I deal with every Monday um, on uh, Monday mornings. And more than likely, she'll if she's up, and I'm pretty sure she is. Well, what time is it? Six or nine? Maybe, maybe. Uh, if she's up, she will be on this thread. I don't see her yet, but it's it's an humbling experience when you're there and you are counseling or consulting, uh, advising or working with a client and a client pulls your book out and reads an excerpt from your book as they talk about how they worked with you over a period of time and what they see and what they do. And they have so spent so much time in the book that what you're talking about, they know where it is in the book and they go to it and read it to you. It's one of the most humbling experiences that I've ever had, you know, and I'm sitting there and I'm going, she's not just reading it, she's experiencing it. And that's what I meant for, to, that's what I meant to happen when I wrote it. She's literally said, yeah, and you said that in chapter 11, or you said that in chapter 21, yesterday it was chapter 21. Uh, the uh, uh, process. We're talking about process, and we'll talk a little bit about process today. But she's 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 sitting up and she's reading it to me, and I'm like, wow, you know, this is. And but see, I had a vision. I had a vision when I wrote the book of how it would impact people's lives and what people will do for you what you have to watch out for and what you have to protect against is that people are out there and people will literally find ways to marginalize your accomplishments uh in order to minimize minimize uh the perception of who you are in their eyesight to make them comfortable i'll give you a prime example when i wrote my first book years ago uh, the Invisible Father, Reversing the Curse of a Fatherless Generation, uh, still selling today uh, on Barnes and Noble and a bunch of other places. I'm actually about to bring it back into print. And I'm excited about that as well. I think there's never been a time where we need to inspire fathers uh, to step up to the plate in multitudinous ways. So I'm excited about that. And that's a goal for this year to get that one back into print. It's out there now in digital uh, form in a number of different places, like I said, including Barnes and Noble, Sony Books, Kobo, Amazon, a bunch of other places. But uh, we're going to get it back into print uh, this year, the first part of this year. Also, uh, my fourth book, When Your House is Not a Home, which deals with preparation for marriage and conflict in marriage, how to uh, navigate it, respond to it, and overcome it. Uh, that one is uh, actually going to be rewritten, so it will be a revised edition. Um, and we're going to get that one back out as well. So I'm excited. But uh, I remember when I first uh, brought uh, The Invisible Father out, there were uh, some people that were going around, well, you know, it's just this, or he self-published, or he he did, an, it's just an ebook. It's just, you know, it was everything except he took the time to sit down and understand a specific issue and to write on it. It was let's find a way not to make it as important or not to make it as uh, much. Don't give it much gravity, uh, as much gravity as you would give it. You know, he, it's not like he's James Patterson. You know, he just wrote a book and got out there. And the thing is, no, you know, it, 
they didn't look at or they didn't want to see the fact that three publishers turned me down and instead of just self-publishing i literally launched my own publishing company to now where i work with other writers to get their work done published and let them keep the rights to their publishing and their copyrights um you know i created an avenue that if you want to get your work out you can get your work out and we can make sure that it's quality and it's what you want to represent you and your brand uh they didn't look at that part they just wanted to marginalize you so you've got to be very careful about that because people will take the accomplishments that you've made and marginalize them to make you feel less than what you do you cannot hang your hat or allow yourself to be defined by how the people rationalize perceive and equate your work you have to know what you're putting in you have to look at what you've accomplished and no matter how you stack it and this is and the thing is this is just one area of my life this doesn't even count for the things that i've been blessed enough to put in the work to do but 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 when you sit up and say i'm 21 books in the game that's something worth being proud of that's something worth sitting up and saying that when you put in the work there are results uh if i didn't do anything else but these books that would still be an awesome accomplishment but you'll let somebody come in and tell you otherwise but let's go ahead and get started on on what i want to talk to you about about mindset um one of the biggest things that i see that people do is they waste time they waste precious time there there's 24 hours in a day, 86,400 uh, 86, seconds in a day. I want to impress upon you the importance of each one of those seconds. You have to understand that time is next to your mind. Next to your mind, time is the most valuable asset that you will ever have. And once you spend it, you can't recover it. It's gone. It's a wasted moment, a wasted second. And so you've got to start seeing the time that you have in a day with a great intention and understanding of how you're going to use it. This doesn't mean you wake up at four o'clock and you grind in your office or at the, at the uh, you know, whatever it is you're doing to advance yourself and to pursue your dream, that that's all you do. Just make every second have meaning. You know, even my naps have meaning. I know when I'm starting to uh, become a little bit uh, indecisive because I'm mentally or emotionally drained. I know when my decision making is probably not at its best, what time of day that is. And my body starts to tell me we need to rejuvenate. We need to recover. And I'll take a 15 minute power nap, 20 minute power nap. And my body will tell me, okay, it's time to get up. I know when it's optimized that nap and when the nap is now going to be non-productive. There's a point when it's productive, then there's a point when you go over it and it stops being productive. And my, I listen to my body. I train my body. What am I saying? I'm saying that you got to get up early. Get the amount of sleep you need. Go to bed at a time that you get the amount of sleep. This is what I can tell you. That is a wealth of empirical evidence and oh. studies out there that show those who wake up earlier in the day get more done during the day and more productive and more successful. You know, it's just so much that goes on after the six or seven o'clock. So I'm up at four or four thirty every day. I got the kids up. I get them ready for whatever they've got to do for the day. And, and I, uh, I'm in my, my prayer meditation and spiritual um, 
practice early in the morning. The first thing I do, like I said earlier today, the first thing I do before I do anything, before I roll out of the bed, I establish a heart of gratitude. Being married to my wife, Marion, makes that extremely easy because the first thing that I'm grateful for is I look over when I wake up. I'm normally on my stomach or my side, but I roll on my back and I look over to my left and there she is. And I wait for her to take that uh, that first breath. You know, watch her body inhale or exhale. And then I go, this is how a man starts his day. And I'm grateful. And then I said, I'm grateful for love and life. I'm grateful that I'm still in the fight because I'm awakening this morning with another opportunity to go out and change lives. I'm grateful. So before my feet ever hit the floor, I've already established that I'm grateful. I've already established that I have purpose. I've already established that I'm going to get up and I have meaning in what I'm going to do for the day. So I'm not getting up and I'm not being tossed to and fro by everything that's going on because if you don't have a sense of purpose, if you don't have goals, if you don't have a specific vision, what will happen is you'll be all over the place just hoping that at some point in time in your life, something great is going to happen for you. Success is not an accident. If you study successful people, you will find that success leads clues, that success has patterns. There is a pattern to success. There are things that successful people do no matter what they're successful in. And the one thing I can tell you is they're getting up, they're getting their day started with intent. They have a vision of what they need to do, of what time frame and what uh, that they need to do it in, and they're in their work. Now, you got to set some time aside for family. I talked about this beautiful wife I have and these unbelievable children and lovable, I mean, unbelievably wonderful children we have. From my oldest, 34, to my youngest, five, we love them. And we, you know, that that's a part of what am I going to do? How am I going to do it? Each one has an ind independent personality. Each one has an individual need. They create uh, situations where there's an individual relationship that you deal with them all. And it's not always good, especially when your children become adults. They become individuals, they have different thoughts, they have different needs, and you're not going to always respond to them the way they want you to because it's not in their best interest. And it creates things, but you got to manage that. And all that's great and, and wonderful. It's what drives me is that the man that I want to be for my wife and my family. And what drives me is I wake up and no matter what I've done the day before, no matter how wonderful things went, no matter how much I got done, I'm never satisfied with who I am because I can be better. There's so much I want to be to all of my family, so much I want to be in business, so much I want to be in the impact that I'm having on the world. And I'm intentful, I'm visual. I got all of the stuff written down. I got vision boards. I got expectations. I got it written on a card in my wallet. I've got it written, you know, down in, in, in my phone. It's just, there's no place I can go where I'm not reminded of my purpose and why I'm doing what I'm doing. Because sometimes that's all you got is, why in the hell am I, that's why I'm doing. And this is what I'm doing. There is a method to the madness. There is a purpose in the process. And so I'm going through it. What am I getting? I'm saying you got to get up early and make it happen. Uh, George Bernard Shaw once said, those who get on in life are those who wake up in the morning and go out and find the opportunities they need. If the opportunity does not exist, they create one. You can't sit around, lay around in bed six, seven, eight, nine o'clock and think you're going to get up because there are people out there that are looking for the same thing you're looking for that's been up since four. You've got to be 
in the game while the game is being played. You got to understand, there's an old saying that saying success, uh, most successful people get more done by noon than most people get done all day. And that's true. Why? Number one, we wake up. And because uh, one of my most productive times of the day is after my prayer, meditation, and spiritual uh, practice that I do every day, then from that point to about 10, you know, I probably have a couple of clients in there, but definitely by 10, 30, 11, I've gotten more done in the day than anybody I know. And when I find somebody that's doing more, I'm watching them and I'm, I'm learning from them. And that's the other thing. You've got to have people around you who are doing better than you. You can't be the smartest person in the room. You can't be the most productive person in the room. You can't be the most successful person in the room. And you've got to find that. And people say, well, I don't know any millionaires. I don't know anybody. If that's your thing, you're looking to be financially successful and you don't know anyone who is financially successful, uh, you're not using technology well. It, you may not know them personally. You may not have, have had a formal in, uh, introduction to them, but you've got successful people who talk about how they became successful all the time. And, and most of this content is free. You just got to go introduce yourself by way of digital introduction, by way of following, subscribing or whatever it is. And you listen to what they're saying and then get you about three or four of them and listen to what they say and look for the commonalities. The commonalities represent the pattern. The pattern is what successful people do. They wake up early. They're committed. They have vision boards. They have their life planned out but they are prepared for setbacks. They're not gonna be shaken by setbacks. They control their environment. Here's the thing that most of us don't do. Most of us are trying to do exceptional and extraordinary thing while we spend most of our time around mediocre people. Oh, see, that one's gonna get under your skin. That's gonna hurt you because you know, last thing you want is to lose the approval and approbation of the people that you've been around all your life uh, that you keep asking, you think I should do this. Uh, hey, hey, I guess what I just did, and then you don't get the response you want because they're looking at you different because you're stepping outside of the box. And just by you getting outside of the box, they have become uncomfortable with you. They probably told you, I don't know you anymore. You've changed. You think you're better than us and all the other stuff that comes along when people see you climbing out of the box and refusing to, 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 to abide by the restrictions and the boundaries that the box has created, that you're living on a new level. You're thinking on a new level. You're operating on a new level and you're daring to do something different. See, what happens is, I say this all the time, um, you are ultimately going to end up being the average of the five people you hang around the most. Now, while they may even mean you good, they may not be talking about you behind your back. They may be sitting up thinking you're the coolest person in the world. But if they are where you are or less, you're never going to move forward with any significance because you're going to be emulating the behavior. My, uh, my 11th grade English teacher used to always tell me when she would see me moving around the hall, she, she would tell me, hey, you got something special going on. You can't hang around just anybody. And I'm like, ma'am, she says, son, association brings about assimilation. What is she saying? She said, you hang around people long enough, you start to act like them. You pick up their habits. You start to behave. And see, success is about habits, behavioral habits, thinking habits, eating habits. Uh, it's about what you do habitually. 
not what you're doing when your conscious mind is on. It's not about willpower. Willpower sets the stage. Uh, it, 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 it enforces self-discipline. But 96 to 97 percent of what you do is controlled by your subconscious, the things that you will naturally habitually do because you've done it so much consistently over time that you just automatically do it. I don't have to tell myself when I get up to look over and check my wife and say thank you. It's just there. I do it every day. I wake up with a mindset. It's time to go put this work in, not because I have to, but because I love it. And so I get up and I've got this mindset. And it's not that everything always goes the way I want it to go. A matter of fact, I've had in the last few months numerous challenges. That's not the thing. The thing is I've lived this life long enough and I know how this thing works, that my persistence will win. Me being relentless will win. I am never stuck. Sometimes you become stagnant because of things that are going on around you. Sometimes you become stagnant because of how you're thinking. You've been convinced by a circumstance that you're not as uh, powerful as you are. You've been, you know, you, you take a couple of lumps and bruises, your confidence goes down, you start thinking a, a, a different way and you've got to recover. Uh, then there are times where you're just working against a force that's so great. That's why you got to be careful who you share your, 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 your gems and your jewels with. Uh, where you're going, how you feel about it, what you're going to accomplish, your goals. Not everybody should be privy to that because not everybody's going to back you on it. And some of them are going to hate you so much. Some of them are going to want you to fail so much that the energy that they're emitting is going to be working against you. You are literally, this is what it means when, 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 when highly religious people say you're under spiritual assault. It means that you're literally around people who have an energy. There are people who are praying for your demise. And it doesn't matter that the God you serve or the God that you uh, subscribe to or the God that you love is not hearing the prayer. That prayer has energy. So you got to understand what's going on. This is about in spirituality, period. Your relationship with God, period, is about energy. And it's about the alignment of energy. And when somebody is literally sitting around and literally spending hours of a day hoping you fail, you got a war on your hands. And all you need is for something to go wrong and you buy into it to start thinking negatively enough that that energy will uh, start to have a massive impact on you. And then you'll turn around and look up and you're starting to buy into it. And now you're lending it more power. You've got to always know I'm going to finish what I started. If I'm still breathing, I'm still in the fight. Ain't no way in the world that I'm going to lose. It may take me a little longer to get there, but nothing's going to stop me. That's your responsibility. That's how you take on the world. That's how you win. You can't expect every day to get you exactly what you got. It ain't that easy. If it was that easy, everybody would do it. Let me tell you, it's about how you handle the setbacks that's going to determine that. But you got to get up in the morning. You got to put in the work. You got to believe in yourself enough to put in the work, even when you can't see it. When you can't see it, that's the beautiful thing. That's when the supernatural takes over. See, as long as you can see it, that's just process you work out. As long as you can see it, you just sit down and you work the equation. You do your your your, your mathematics, your your projections, your scalings, and you get the work done. That's the easy part. The part where it really gets exciting is when you can't see it, when it's so big that it's beyond your current scope of understanding or your physical vision of how it's going to work out. See, that's when faith kicks in, and the faith faith is supernatural. Faith doesn't have limits. Faith only is limited by what you believe and think. So what happens? Said faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of what? Things that are not seen. So when it's not seen, faith comes in and then faith has no limitations beyond the, set, uh, the, the, the uh, 
level at which you believe. I've said this over and over again. God meets you at the level of your expectations. For those of you who don't prescribe to the idea of God, the universe, life, however you want to look at it, that is a power and a force out there that cannot be denied, that holds things in order, that in the midst of chaos, you can still find the order that holds life together fluidly. And in that moment, you will never meet or get beyond what you expect from God, universe, life, whatever you want to call it. It's that simple. You're always going to get what you're expecting and never below. So when you start to expect problems, you start to have them. When you start, because what? Your thoughts have physicality. What does that mean? Every, everything you think emits energy. That energy has physicality. It literally moves things at the level at which you're thinking and the force at which you're thinking. In other words, how you're able to manage your mind is going to have a major impact on how successful you are. You're going to beat addictions by the way you think. You're going to overcome financial difficulties by the way you think. You're going to overcome failures in relationships by the way you think. You're going to be able to start companies and get them beyond profitability by the way you think. You're going to be able to go out into the world and talk to people, lift people, encourage people, inspire people by the way you think. If you cannot think it, you cannot see it in your mind, you will never achieve it. And you will talk yourself out of it. You will sabotage it. It could be right there in front of you and you won't have it because you don't believe it. You've got to get the psychology of success in your mind. Success no matter in what area you're talking about it, it's 80% psychology, 20% planning strategy and execution. If you don't have the right mindset, you can have the perfect plan and you will still fail because life is going to happen. You're going to have some things that, doesn't, that don't go your way. You're going to have some things that pop up unexpectedly. That is life. That's part of the process. But when you know who you are, you will literally start to love the process because you start to understand the dynamic of process. Process, as I've taught so many times before, always precedes promise. See, whether you are a spiritual person, a religious person, whatever it is, there's this idea of promise, you know, for for uh, believers of Christ and God and, and, and that there's this belief that there's a promise that God has made us and multiple promises. And the problem is in the promise, and see, for those that don't believe in God, your potential has promise. So there's always this idea of promise. Promise is what's possible at the greatest lengths. That's the promise. Whatever your potential says, whatever God's promise has been presented to you, whatever has been given to you by way of promise, is 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 that. that i mean the greatest extent of what's possible is promise but see promise and the attainment of the promise are two different things the promise is there but there has to be an, another element see process is what leads to promise without there being process there is no promise you cannot have the attainment of a promise without there first being an endurance of the process process always precedes promise the problem is most people literally despise the process most people literally go up to work every day to a job they hate and cannot stand it they work in there eight nine ten eleven hours and can't stand it why because they haven't found a way to find a uh, uh, positive in the process. Even when I was doing things that I didn't necessarily want to do because I needed to get to the next level uh, of where I was going and I had to get into some things that wasn't my focus, it wasn't where I really wanted to be, but I was good enough at it to really make hay in it. 
what I did is there's this thing that I, I use when I teach my clients and it's called neuroassociative conditioning. And what neuroassociative conditioning is, it's the association with either pain or pleasure to a specific behavior, a, a specific way of thinking. In other words, there are two things that uh, govern the decisions we make in life. Our goal, when you break it down, the brain is really, really simple in how it operates. It has two primary purposes, to avoid pain and to experience pleasure. And so those are the associations that you put with something. If there's something that you really don't wanna be doing, associate pain with it. Associate pain with the end result of what you're doing. And literally, and when your mind accepts the fact that that's pain, it starts to work away from doing that because it knows the end result. Now, the more that the body has become used to doing it, the harder it's going to be because the body has developed a habit in doing it and it's being reinforced by the habitual thinking that led to it. But also the other thing, if that's something you really want to achieve, you got to associate something uh, positive and pleasurable to it. So when I was doing the things that really weren't my passion, really wasn't what I wanted to do, uh, I had an idea and I associated this is going to lead to this, which is going to lead to that. And that's when things are going to blow up and I'm going to be over here doing this. So every day that I showed up and did what I was doing, I was doing it with the mindset of, boy, just wait till this blows up. I'm doing this not because of them, like, you know, whatever it was, I'm showing up. I'm doing this for me. But I'm going to do it the best I know how. I'm going to kill it because that's a representation of my brand. I'm going to kill it. I'm going to knock it out of the park but I'm really headed over there and I have to go through here to get it. So I'm going to show up and I'm going to show up with the right mindset. And then what happens? It actually turns out to be an unbelievable experience. It actually turns out to be something you end up doing long-term, although it's not your primary focus because you took on the process. You got to learn to love the process because the promise, okay, 90 day goal. That's 90 days you're working towards a goal that you're going to achieve, let's say, on the 90th day. Now, you're going to achieve it on the 90th day, and you're going to celebrate it maybe for a day or two, but you got to get back to the grind because you got a six-month goal, which is another 90 days, that you got another goal to hit. So you got to get focused on that. And if you're not careful, if you don't learn to love the process, you're going to have a 90-day goal, a six-month goal, and a year ago, you're going to have three days out of 365 that you're celebrating advancement and a progression. But the truth is, when you learn to love the, love the process, you're going to find out that each one of those days, there was something to celebrate, that you made some progress, you learned something, you became better at something, you moved something, you gained something each and every day. So now I can celebrate progress every day. When you can celebrate progress every day, you'll learn to love the pro process. See, the promise is great. Because the promise is a milestone, but it's the growth inside the process that's most prevalent and powerful. It's the I'm not the same man today that I was yesterday that is the most powerful truth you're going to ever experience. I'm not the same woman I was yesterday because I have trained myself to be intentful in my growth. So even if I have a bad day, even if everything goes wrong, even if I have all kinds of financial disruptions, even if I have a bad day in my marriage, even if I have a bad day with my kids, the one thing I know is at some point in the day, I'm going to make it a purpose to learn something I haven't learned. Why? Because at least that day I grew. Progress. 
You can't control everything that happens in your life, but you can control how you respond to it and you can control how you intentfully grow. There's nothing that more powerful than intentfully growing. Why? Because you're reaching and gaining things and nobody can stop you from going out and learning something new. Nobody can stop you from reading your next book. Nobody can stop you from watching the next instructional video. Nobody, I mean, and it's so many ways you can grow. You can grow intentionally in the thing that you're passionate about, which you should definitely be doing, but you can also grow in some other thing. Learn a new language. Learn how to do a lot more on your car than you can currently do. Not because you have to. You may be, you may be able to afford to make sure your, your car is maintained. And if you got a good car, good, good, good uh, deal, you, you know, you probably, your car is probably under warranty if you're still paying for it. And if not, then you need to deal with that. But it's not about, you know, it's about just being able to do something and knowing how to do it. Because every time you learn something new to do, that's something you can do successful. And when you do something successful, it reinforces the confidence in your mind. It raises your level of confidence and it gives you the, uh, the, the ability to go out and try something new. When you can, the more things you can do well, and meaning that you can successfully do, the more confidence you have. That's how you build confidence, by finding things and doing them. Do them, until, do them until you do them well. You grow. That's what it's about. It's about consistency in growth. But you got to wake up every day. You got to go out. You got to put the work in. You cannot allow the opinions of other people to define you because there's some people out there that are hell bent on being negative to everything that they can possibly be negative towards. You got to understand that's not your problem. Your, your focus is on doing what you know you were designed to do. Your, your, your purpose is to walk out there and change the world through your gift. That's your thing. Because there are some people out there that literally have made it a career in telling people what they can't do and why they can't do it. And you can't listen to that. There are people who have made it a career to be negative and, and, and find everything wrong with everything. That's what they do. They're never satisfied. They're never supporting. They're never pushing and uplifting and edifying nobody. They're always looking for what's wrong, why something is stupid, why something ain't that. That's what they do. That's what misery will lead you to. It's looking for everything wrong with everything and everybody. When you've got something on your own mind, something that you are proud of, something that you are working toward, something that you are living for, there's no time for that. There's no time for hating. There's no time for negativity. There's no time for sitting up trying to tell somebody what they can and cannot do. There's no time for that. That's not how things work. So when you got somebody that's constantly telling you, I don't know why you're going to do that. That don't sound, what, you, what was you thinking when you came up with that? You know so-and-so tried that and they failed. You know 66% of these type of businesses fail within the first two years. You know, man, damn, you can do all the research on why stuff doesn't work. Have you ever thought that there's just as much information out there on how things can work? It's literally your mindset that is focused on the negative. And so you just have a world of negativity around. That's the reason why you got to clean out your periphery. That's the reason why you got to clean out your circle. You got to manage. You, you got two primary circles in life that will uh, that will fluctuate and move around based on some things that you do and things that they do. Right. You have your inherent circle. That's the circle you're born into. Your parents, your siblings, your, 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 your relatives, cousins, aunts, uncles, blah, 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 and your peers at school, teachers, blah, blah, blah. That's your inherent circle. You don't control that too much. You're born into it. And until you're old enough to move around and get away from it, you don't have much of a choice in that. But the older you get, the more in control of your circle you become. And now you start to create your manufactured 
circle, the circle that you literally put together based off of who you are, where you're going, what you aspire to do, and the things that you want to accomplish in life. You start to surround yourself with like-minded people. You start to surround yourself with people who have already done what you want to do. You start to surround yourself with people who can see the greatness inside of you and have no problem pouring into you and lifting you and edifying you and supporting you. I'm not talking about yes men or yes women that just tell you you're great and and, 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 and your crap don't stink. And I'm not talking, I'm talking about people who are going to hold you accountable. But even when they're holding you accountable, they're going to tell you, hey, you know you better than this. You got this. Come on, but we're not going to do it that way. That's not how we're going to do it. We're going to do it the right way. And they're going to tell you, hey, you're going to have to get up an hour earlier. Hey, you got this. Ain't no way. You that you that dude, you that person, you that chick. Hey, you got it. You need those type people. You need to know what you need in your circle, and it's your responsibility to put it there. It's not going to look like the inherited circle. Because the inherited circle was an environment you born in, and most people will stay controlled by their environment. So if you were born in an environment that does not produce the things you desire, and you're trying to move out of that environment, you're going to leave most of those people behind in order to fill spaces of people who can't. Now, some people are fortunate enough to be born in circles where things are thriving and things are going great. And they are literally, everybody's got a goal and going for it and everybody's supporting everybody. But a lot of us wasn't born into that. Now, I was born into an environment where my parents expected and demanded more of me than they ever did. That was the thing. We don't want you to just be what where we are. We don't want you to do just a little bit better. We're going to create an environment for you where you are the one that takes the family into the next stratosphere. And we're going to demand that you do it. So that was the environment I was born into. But I looked around me and most of the kids that were in that environment, except a couple of other families, and we're funny that we're all still tight, but except for a couple, all the family was just trying to feed the family, just trying to keep the lights on, just trying to do things. And, 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 and there were those who came out of it, uh, but most stood up and, and fell victim to it because you cannot be in a restrictive environment and thrive. You've got to change the environment. You got to change the environment because the environment is impacting and stimulating your mind. And in, in, in stimulating your mind, it's controlling how you think. You can't be in an environment where everything's constantly going wrong and think you're going to be thinking positive. You got to get in an environment where you can change things and it's got to be a progressive thing. That's the process again. Look, I'm going to get off here. Like I said uh, before, I love to work with some of you on a one-on-one -on -one basis. The information is inside of the description box. Uh, the last two books, 20 and 21, uh, which are also one and two of the uh, upcoming six-book series. Uh, but they're in there. Uh, a new course is in there uh, and a bunch of other stuff. And then if you want to go to the site, there's all kind of stuff going on on the site. Uh, we are in the process of renovating the site this year. Uh, getting more up to date but it's all the information is there if you want information is there it may not be the most up-to-date site because we've got to get it cut up you know uh i literally created the site man six years ago and it evolved into where it's at now um and you know change i mean it's gone through a process this started like in 2001 the whole web thing and I've done many evolutions on many different pages. I have more than 20 websites currently operating for different business endeavors. And obviously, the Visionetics Institute is a flagship uh, for Rick Wallace Enterprises. But anyway, 
look, this is a process. You got to grow. So I want to work with some of you guys. I want some. Of you, I want everybody to get grab something. You need something that you don't have that will give you information that you don't have, so that you can grow in a way that you haven't. And that's life. You need to do that. Uh, and I'm not just talking about my material. I'm talking about be a person that's growing in every way possible. On that note, I'm gonna jump out of here. Um, and get back to work, get some other things. And when I get a moment, I'm going to stop in and check on you guys again. Uh, I've made a commitment this year that I'm going to do even more content, uh, writing content. I'm getting back to doing more writing content outside of the books. And I'm going to do a whole lot more videos. I've launched a new podcast and on Anchor. It's called From the Desk of Rick Wallace. You've got to check it out. Uh, it's going to be a combination of motivational inspiration as well as community engagement. And so it's something you ought to check out from the desk of Rick Wallace launched that about a week and a half ago. Uh, we already, I think, got 16 episodes in a total of 20 plus uh, posts and, uh, and uh, episodes uh, total. So we're on the way with that. And obviously, you know, I have a new thing going on. Uh, on YouTube. I've been on YouTube now for 10 years with multiple channels and my primary channel was snatched down in November. Uh, but we've, we've started the process of rebuilding and starting over and we're uh, growing exponentially, all things considered. Come over there, check it out. That's going to be inspirational and community driven. And it's about impact for me. It's about last year, the goal was to touch a million people in any way possible. So from the books, the uh, visits on different sites, uh, different social media spots, public speaking, clients, and we hit it. We hit it despite having the channel snatched down in November. Uh, we hit it despite all the other hookups. We just kept pushing, and the goal this year is $2 million. Um, And it's touching lives because I believe in being infectious. And people say, what, what you know, what, I, I, I don't just want to affect people. I want to infect them. I want to infect them with confidence. I want to infect them with, with passion. I want to infect them with purpose. And when you infect someone, they become contagious, meaning that what you passed on to them will be passed on to other people without you being there. One of the most powerful ways to touch the world is through infection. It's by becoming a contagion of positivity. And that was my goal this past year. And it's my goal this year. I want to touch people in an infectious way. So they go out and infect people that I never will meet, but we, but will have been infected by my passion. That's the goal. That's what people should be working on is how are you changing the world? How are you filling your space? What are you doing to leave your imprint? How are you working and building a legacy? That's my goal. I tell people all the time, the first half of my life was about me. It was about what I could get, what I could acquire, what I could drive, what I could wear, where I could live and where I could travel and all that stuff that people talk about and got absolutely nothing out of it. But a bunch of wasted money and an emptiness inside that I could not explain that literally drove me crazy until I realized it doesn't matter if you're not working in your purpose. None of the things I had was inherently wrong. But they were out of line. They were out of line in, in by way of priority. My goal now, the first half was about me. The second half is about legacy. I'm living to build a legacy that will speak of me long after I leave this place. A legacy in my home, a legacy in my community, a legacy in business.
I, uh, I want to have touched lives. I want to have helped way more people than I harmed. That's my goal. So on that note, I'm going to get out of here. As I always say, I live my life every day. I live it on full so that when I leave this place, I die on E. I'm challenging you to do the same thing. Live your life on full. And when you leave this place, you won't leave any untapped potential behind. On that note, I'm out of here. You guys have a great morning. I'll check in with you later. Keep checking in on this page, too, because I'm going to be sharing things outside of videos as well. Uh, but definitely check that description box uh, that's connected to this video and grab something from that for yourself, uh, whatever it is. Uh, on that note, have a great day.